listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Bellman and Jared Watson, brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. And this podcast is brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out. Original Cleveland sports reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Also brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. Well, the Browns' 2021 schedule has been released. There's a couple of things that we expected, a couple of things we didn't. And uh, that one big thing is that thing in the middle of the season. Andy and I will get into that and the whole breakdown coming up. Uh, The Indians are holding on to their season and somehow staying afloat. Do we give the credit to the bullpen? Holding on to their season? That is not properly labeled. I will say The Indians are red hot. The the best bullpen in baseball. Listen. They're on fire and they're on their way to winning another We are still in the intro. You can have that argument with me in a little bit. When you're only putting up how many runs a game, I'm going to tell you right now, they're holding on. If you want to give all the credit in the world to the bullpen, sailing. which I am doing, sailing, which I am doing, they're still barely holding on. All right. Sounds a little, sounds a little grumpy. I'm actually, I think I'm good. And then the Cavs. Oh, man, the Cavs winning. Yeah, go Cavs. Great job winning. Thanks for the win. Kevin Love, hell of a game. Way to win one for the team. Great. Thanks. Needed that. All right, before I talk about the stuff I'm mad about, let's talk about the stuff we're all happy about. Your 2021 Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Happy Thursday, everybody. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Go Browns. Go Indians, Ben Stewart. Saw you last night on Set the Edge. Good to have you back in the room. Some of this will be repetitive. Some of this will be brand new. Just pretend. Grasp on. The reason why it is so great to be a Browns fan is A, to do the Browns. Late game tonight's right, Ben. Drinking coffee. Just got some new crap to do. As Jared knows, oh, yeah. I got to do for work. So 10 no o'clock? Work. No, I'll be asleep. No, Sorry, no, Ben. Yeah. yeah, by the way, no chance, Jared Watson. Jared Watson ben. is going to barely make it through this show. Um, look, um, here's the thing. Um, this is an exciting time to be a Browns fan because of the, not just its anticipation of the schedule, which Jared and I on the bad years would be getting excited about this. Yeah. This year is different because the Browns are so good. And what's great about this year, which my son was alluding to, there's a lot of games at that crooked number, four. Or there's a lot of those games at eight, the snowmen. So there's not as many one o'clock games. I thought the schedule broke out about as best as you could go. I'm with, uh, <laughs> that's right, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, I got it. Ben, <laughs> I'll be up 7.15 too, Val. Jimmy Cavoris checking in on Facebook, making faces at me. <laughs> yes. And Andy, or me, or both. Or both. Um, good to have you in the room, Jimmy. And Ben, I'll be up at 7.15, so don't worry. I'm going to be up late and early and all sorts of things. Jogging by 8, I hope. So, look, here's the thing. The, I like the schedule a lot. I like that they're starting off at Kansas City. I go, yeah. I'm not going to steal Grossi's Thunder. I thought Grossi said it well. I think that's the perfect time to be playing them. It's going to be a tough game no matter what. Might as well kick it off. And I like how after that, Jared, they have a nice five-game stretch where it's like Tex, you know, Texans, Bears, Vikings, Chargers, you know, those are winnable games. So I, I like how the schedule breaks out. My only quibble is two of them. Uh, Packers on Christmas scares me. 
scares me. I think that's a that's a tricky, tricky, tricky game, obviously. Right. And the back-to-back with the Ravens. I know there's some who don't get bothered by it because the Steelers play the Ravens in between. So it goes for the Ravens, it goes Browns, Steelers, Browns. Even with that said, I think I don't like playing the Ravens like that back-to-back. However, the Browns ever win that game in Baltimore, that's fantastic because it squeezes the Rappers. Yeah. Um I, I love opening up with Kansas City. That I, I'm any I will say this. Any other season, I'd be like, oh, thanks, NFL. Shit. Damn um, bonus. If, if you if you checked in with us on uh at official Cleveland Sports on Instagram after the schedule was released, that's basically, I mean, you're gonna hear some of the same things here from me. Um, Kansas City at 425. As soon as I saw it, I was like, let's go. Let's mm-hmm. go. September 12th can't get here soon enough. Cannot get here soon enough. Because I, like Richard Higgins had announced on social media, have not forgotten. Have not forgotten. Now, whether the Browns go into Arrowhead and win that game, Lord knows, it's to me, I honest to God believe it's a coin flip right now. But are the Browns in a much better position this year to win that game? Absolutely. With the improvements that they've made on defense, with the draft that we just had. Now we get it on paper, right? We say I, that all the time on paper. I know people are going to chuckle. OBJ. Oh they're boy. Right. They, they, they have, they have a healthy team coming back. Their head coach is healthy. So healthy. So there, is, I mean, this could be a statement game and you're already mm-hmm. hearing noises out of Kansas city from Kansas city media. Oh, the Browns are getting way too hyped right now. They're getting overhyped. It's going to be a down season. They didn't, Oh boy, those those folks that I've seen making those comments in Kansas City. Look, you very well might win that game, but you have got this Browns team pegged 120% wrong. That is what? not the Browns team that you are going to see this year. Javius uh on Facebook. This is the Browns season of dreams season 2. It picks up where the first season ended. You ain't kidding, brother. I agree. You ain't kidding. I agree. So that, that's a big statement to me, Andy. You're right. The next couple of games, Houston Texans, Chicago Bears, we're more. I still think more than likely, I mean, the Texans, Lord knows what that team's going to be. Lord knows what that team's going to be with all the mess that they're dealing with. Oh, they're a mess. And then the yeah. Chicago Bears, we're probably going to see Andy Dalton if the Bears are smart, right? Minnesota Vikings, Chargers. Arizona Cardinals, yeah, they might be okay. Denver Broncos, things might get weird because we're hearing the rumors Aaron Rodgers might end up there, which is might be why they put that, you know, that why that's a Thursday night primetime game at 8:20. Um, so yeah, Andy, I love the way that the season starts. I love that the way that it goes until we get to the middle. Um, and then and then things start to get weird. I'm not worried about the Steelers this year. I'm just not. So uh yeah. you were gonna say something. Go ahead. Yeah, I well, a couple of thoughts. I think to the Chiefs, I think they're actually going through a little bit of um, – Andy Reid's going to have an interesting season. His son is in a lot of trouble. And I don't – and I and, for, and by the way, I thought appropriately is if my son – any of my sons got as much trouble or had something horrible happen like that, I'd be very distracted. I thought Andy Reid was very distracted during the Super Bowl. I don't think this is going to be such a normal mentality year for right. the Chiefs just because of that alone. Um, also, this is not the same old Browns. I see Jim saying on Facebook, yeah, do they really want to give another same old? Yeah, I agree. I think that those days are dope. That day, that died, that died on the field of Pittsburgh in the playoffs. It died. It died. It got buried and planted, and it's gone. It's gone. 
Now, the, here's a couple other notes, too, real quickly. By the way, Ben Stewart, I will be on live tonight, God willing, uh, with two picks in my eyes. It'll be a quickie. Um, here's the thing. I think the Steelers are a big game um, because you need to finish oh, don't get them. me wrong. It's a big game. Go ahead. They need to finish them off. And I, and I will say this, too. I The games that worry me, obviously Kansas City, they're very good. I think the Chargers are overrated. So if people want to come on here and tell me how good I, – I don't I don't believe in the Chargers. I, I, I have, I'm not getting fooled by the Chargers hype again. Not. Not getting fooled by it. Not. I, I want to see them prove it. I think the games to me are the obvious ones. The Ravens twice and the Steelers twice. And then you throw in Kansas City and you throw in Green Bay and, on Christmas. Those are the games. Those are the games. Joe Burrow's tricky. They're going to beat the Patriots. Lions blow. I think all these other games are very winnable games because the Browns are very good. The Texans are a complete shit show. The Bears are what's this called? Wait, the Bears are a shit show. Andy Dalton and your bat. Uh, what? <laughs> it's like you know. I mean that. I know. That's, I know. I, just... That, that's just a mess. And the Vikings is a homecoming game for Stefanski. I think he'll really want to show up in that game and play well against his old foes and also against um, Kirk Cousins. And again, I, I gave my two cents. Like Arizona tricky game, sure. Like are there tricky games? Of course. But those are the games. The two Steeler games, the two Raven games, Kansas City, Green Bay. That's it. Um, the, Green Bay, the, the Green Bay game is interesting for two reasons. One, because we know the quarterback issues that are going on there, Blake Bortles, blah, 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 blah. And then the other issue is Christmas Day. Um, I personally am not a fan of a game on Christmas Day. I just don't like it. Um, I don't want to have to worry about watching a game on Christmas Day. I've got other things I want to worry about on Christmas Day. And uh, I'm going to be watching football on Christmas Day. And that's just how it's going to be. Uh, I, I just, that frustrates me a little bit. Some sure. folks love it. I don't love it. Sure. Whatever. I'll get over it. I'll, I'm sure I'll be fine by 425 with a couple glasses of eggnog and, sure. uh, you know, my kids smiling because they got everything they wanted and blah, blah, blah. Um, let's get to that wonkiness, though, of the Ravens by week Ravens. Because Tough really, spot. that's the strangest and most difficult part of this season, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Um, if you win that game, it's fantastic. If you you win it, that away game. They, now, yeah, they start away. They start yeah. that first one away, and then they play that second one at home. And like you said, the Ravens during our bye week, it bodes well for us because the Ravens got to play the Steelers in between us. Correct. 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 So – you win. So I will say this: even if we don't win that game in Baltimore, you had better fucking come ready and win that game in Cleveland. You had better. Well, it's a tricky. Again, it's a, it puts a lot of pressure. It does do the opposite, though. If you were ever to win, and by the way, they can easily win in Baltimore. We all know that. If they win in Baltimore, it totally reverses skate. Yeah. It puts all the pressure on the Ravens to win right. that game on the twelfth. So that's the way I look at it. I know some people have said about the Raiders. Look, the Raiders have always given Browns fits, and they are certainly talented. I'm not as afraid about the Raiders as other people are. But again, like Raiders and Cardinals, sure, absolutely. You you give you play you you don't roll out of bed correctly. You can lose those games. A absolutely. Like there's no no question. Let me ask you this: We didn't talk about it the other day. Do you feel snubbed at all? Now I'll I'll lead off and say I I don't care. 
But do you feel snubbed at all at the fact that the Ravens are playing two Monday night games and the Steelers are as well? Yeah, nope. I didn't think so. Doesn't surprise me, really. But I just I, I don't really care. I mean, I just I've been so hyper focused on this schedule and everything else. I know there's been a lot of people out there who've been wanting more primetime games. I think this is plenty. Uh, my God, you're playing on Christmas Day at 4:30. That that is going to be the highest rate, one of the highest rated games of the year. I mean, 4:30 presence of an open that you're you're going to have a you are having the audience because at 8:30 game everybody's going back to bed. Yeah, I mean that's, that's, that's on, that. I mean that's on Fox, NFL Network, and Amazon. I mean that is that that is so. going to be one of the highest rating games of the year, the 25th. And then you got Ravens, Steelers. I, I think they have plenty of chances to show off their muscles. And then you got to start off the year against Kansas City. So I'm not. I think the schedule, again, is very fair and good. Um, I, again, let me talk about the positives. I love how they end the year against Bengals. I would take them more seriously. I will say it again. I think Burrow's going to be very good. So I would take the Bengals seriously. I think they're going to be better when people – that's my other one. I think the Bengals are better than people think I just because I think Burrow's that good. And um, the other thing is that's nice, Jared, is when you look at these games, there's sudden breaths throughout. You play the Broncos on Thursday night, but you get to catch your breath before you play the Steelers. Almost like an automatic semi bye week for the Steelers. Can't can't get that's a great break. They actually again this year get three straight home games: week six, week seven, week eight, all at home. Yeah. Can't Jared can't beat it. The Browns are lucky in that kind of aspect, and they finish at home. That's great. There's a lot of good breaks in this schedule, in my opinion. It's a very fair schedule. You're not going to hear me say yeah. in October, December, like, this is unfair. No, no. This is fair. Line them up. Play it out. Hey, they still got to win these games. We all know that. But this is a good schedule. Broke, well, this, I, is, I well, this, is, this is one of the arguments that I heard, uh, again, I, I believe coming out of uh, some of the Kansas City media, was that the Browns benefited from a weak schedule last season. And okay. I got to be honest, I look at this schedule this season, and it really doesn't look that intimidating. Boy, this is the cockiest I think I've ever been in the twenty in the twenty one, twenty two years that this team has been back. This reminds but me. I, of, I don't. This reminds me of nineties Indians, 15, 16, 17 Cavs. The Browns are this good. The Browns are very, very, very good. This is a great team. Hey, they want to shit on the Brown schedule. Fine, that's fair. In the biggest games of the year, though, Tennessee on the road, they won. Earlier in the year, they played the Colts, won that game. They played some shitty, shitty, shitty weather games. I mean, you couldn't make up those situations. They lost one. They won the other two. Yeah. They played. Dealt with the COVID outbreaks. Dealt with oh not having coaches. But, but before the Jets game, half their team, by the way, lost that game. Didn't have their head coach going into the playoff game. So to the Chiefs fans, you can cry over things like that, and it's fine. Cry. And by the way, did they get some schedule breaks? Certainly. The Browns got no breaks last year no. from – First two practices, Greedy Williams and Delpa are basically out for the year. And two practices. Yeah. Two that, practices. that defense, I mean, by the time we played them, by the time we played them in the playoffs, that, that defense was decimated. Yeah. And we still, still should have fucking beat them. Had him on Chad Henning. That, that fucking head. No, I know. That fucking Chad Henning bothers moment. me to no end. Hey, you got to hold on the ball. I don't want to relive that, but (laughs) hey, didn't hold on the ball. Jim Kavoris on Facebook. Hope you said your last name right. CBS says the Browns have the nice, hardest schedule in the NFL. I agree, Jim. Remember this. There's a good grain of salt. 
Part of the reason why is because of how well the Steelers and Ravens played last year. So our division plays a lot to why the schedule is so Right. Tough. I mean, you got to remember the Browns in that division came in third place. Correct. Correct. I mean, I mean that division puts out puts out, you know, three playoff teams. Correct. I don't I don't I don't see that happening this season. I I think the Steelers aren't making it right. I think I think two. I think I think the, the, I think the Ravens will get a wild card. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I think the Bengals are on their way in time with and, andy i know we talk about this i i know you love burrow i, I, I don't love him you. i'm just well, saying he's very good I, you're right i get it he is but again what has that team done to make him better to protect him to well, protections build him up protections are problem i just think what i'm seeing and what i'm saying is in two years it's the browns and Bengals. So I think the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, I don't know how much longer he can rely on his legs to win games. Here's a big year for the Ravens to me. And they've put the pressure on us, and they put their draft chips on the table. They've drafted, again, wide receivers high in the draft to help out Lamar Jackson. They have struck out on wide receivers in these drafts. It's a big year for this. In my opinion, I think the Ravens, I, I just, Lamar Jackson's a hell of a player. Very What he did on Monday Night Football will never be erased from my brain. He stood on his head. He was so good. But, I don't think that kind of play lasts for long. Michael Vick, Cam Newton, put in set quarterback who plays like that. It's fun to watch. It's great, but it doesn't last long. I think in two years, it's the Browns one, Bengals two. That's what I think in two years. I really do. I think um, the two will slide back. In, in the comments, anybody's watching, uh, give us your uh, thoughts on what you think the final outcome of this uh, season will be in, uh, reflected in wins and losses. Andy, what do you think uh, at the end of the season – um, realistically, let's just do it. Let's just do it. You want to run through it? Let's run okay. through it. I was going to say it. I didn't know if you wanted to run through it. Let's play the schedule game. JV has heard before we lead off. This is our year. I see a gleam gentleman that shines brighter than 86, 87, 88. Yeah. JV on Facebook. I completely agree. They this- have something that will take them over the top that I don't feel like they might, that, 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 that was missing in those years. Again, I love the 80s Browns. No one loves the 80s Browns more than Jared and I do. They are not as good as the 90s Indians or 15, 16, 17 Cavs. This Browns team is. They really are. Oh, this, yes. this, this, this Browns team is 90s. Oh, yes. 15, 16, 17 good. What yeah. this team has done, you're going to see very, it. Very You're going to see it, what, what this defense is is capable of. And very, that very is good. going to be the catalyst to the very, Super very Bowl. Good. <laughs> very, very good. Very, very good. No, they're very, very good. All right, let's Chief, go through it. Chiefs. Um, boy, again, coin flip, but I genuinely, Andy, I, Andy Browns win, Browns win close, but Browns win. One and oh, one and oh, Texans. Should we even WW? Easy. Two and oh, Bears, three and oh, three and oh. Bears are folks, folks. These, this is the biggest gift the NFL gave because if they do lose the Chiefs, I don't even think it's blinking. Texans and Bears are going down. Vikings tricky spot is on the road. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, and you're coming off of, I mean, you're undefeated at this point. I, I, I don't think, I don't think Kevin gives that one up. I think they're four and <laughs> I think this is the game where I could come back and say, I kind of have a feeling, I think it's going to be a very hard game It is for them to win um, because Zimmer knows Stefanski so well. Uh, Kubiak knows him so well. I think I think the Browns win 
because of that's how well talented they are. But that any other year, I'd be taking the Vikings. I think it's a mental trap game. I like Stefanski that much. I like the talent that much on the field. Um, I'll go first on this other one. I, I think the Chargers are so overrated. I can't wait to stomp the shit out of them. Take the garbage out. 5-0. and oh. Cardinals, any chance? I think, there, of, I think there's a – no, it's at home. No. 6-0. and oh. Wild game. Wild game. I get the feeling this will be a wild game. Murray and Baker because of Oklahoma. Yep. You can feel it being weird and wild. I, I, I also say win. So, God, we are 6 0. Denver? John Elway? Well, I told you nobody scares me on this. 7 0. Um, are you kidding me? Denver Broncos at home, primetime? Yeah, Browns win. I've already skipped over. Steelers win. So, yeah. I, 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 I want to repeat win. this. I want to repeat this again. I think the Steeler game is so big. And I think this they have to put this team away. Win that game. It'll be tough, but they'll win. Boy, that's a Halloween game, too. I forgot to mention that. That's Halloween. That's Halloween uh, afternoon. Correct. I'm sure, there'll be uh, some beers going around the stadium that day. In Cincinnati, could be tricky. Brown, Brown All right, I'll be. I'll be my realistic hat. I think they lose in Cincinnati. Are you just saying that? It is. They gotta lose one of these. Um, no, they're nine and zero. <laughs> wow, I am such a fucking homer right now. Pats. I say they beat the. Why Bats. would they I, lose? Why would they lose that game? So now Jared's going eleven nos. They're not losing the Lions. Um, <laughs> that's another great again. A nice break. They play four road. They play three out of four in a road. And who's their home game? The Lions. Mm. Right before their bye week. Beautiful. Um. All right, eleven and one. They lose yeah. to the Ravens in prime time. Ten and two. Okay. Eleven and one. And 10 and 2. By week, week 13, week 14, December 12th, Baltimore Ravens, 1 o'clock at home. That's a win. Yeah, I think this is the game where hit the classic button. The Ravens, I could see the Ravens really playing. I I think the Browns were outwilled them, but they win that game. Vegas. Um, that's always a weird one. Very strange. But Gruden, but Gruden the way that the way that that shit went that game pissed me the fuck off mm-hmm. <laughs> tell me that i mean browns win this game and I, that's weird too because that's either a saturday or a sunday game i think the <sighs> browns win that game at home browns win that game at home if the browns are smart and they very very smart they should look at that game as revenge i thought even with the weather, they played so flat going into bye week. So I think they get the revenge factor. I think they win. Green Bay, I'll go first. I if this game went a regular season, I Christmas, God, Christmas in Green Bay against Rodgers. Man, that's fucking tough. As things stand now, I'm gonna go ahead and say the Browns lose. Um, but that's again, it's a coin flip for me. All right, I'll say they win. Um so what am I, I at right? What what, what am we're I? We're both we're both at right now. Fourteen and two. Or no, thirteen and two. Thirteen and we're two. Both. Um, I'm going to lead off here. Um, Wait, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. No, is there gotta... seventeen games this year? Right. So thirteen and two. We have two more games left at Pittsburgh and Cincy at home. That's it. Oh, the Cincy. I'm sorry, the schedule wasn't on. Yeah, I clipped okay. off the Cincy game. Um, I think. Um, 
Oh, Browns win the last two games at Pittsburgh and 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 then the Cincinnati game at home. Are they oh, going yeah. fifteen and oh, yeah. two? Yeah, they're going fifteen. And All right, fifteen two. <laughs> How absurd! How absurd! How obnoxious of us to even think that such a thing is possible. I have them losing. That to the shit Bengals. is rude, man. I have them losing to the Bengals. Not a chance in hell the Browns go fifteen and two, right? Not a chance in hell they go fifteen right. and two. Is it really? <laughs> possible we did this last year and i hit the number on the nose so i'll do it again this year i'll take away my realistic uh realistic randy out i'll say 14 and 3 one of those games i miscalculated 14 and 3 well what did i say last year i called 13 wins and they finished and they finished 11. what 11 yeah all right so i'm off by two yeah so, I so maybe they so maybe they're 13 and 4 yeah, I 14 and 3, 13. Now, the way that I did this originally, when I just before the schedule came out and when I just looked at the teams, that was it. And, and I looked at it. I said, here are the games that I think should be wins, and here are the games that are possible losses. And the possible losses that I came up with were only th- like four or five. I didn't even I didn't even consider. 12 of those games in a possible loss column. So, and that was before the draft. Yeah. Um, boy, Andy, uh, this season's got good things written all over it. And we moving on from this, you know, the schedule itself, these guys are already preparing. They're already preparing. Look this year. What is great about this team is consistency. They finally have a year of consistency. Coaches stayed the same. Mm. There's really, I think this is, I haven't hit this hard enough, so I'm going to hit it harder tonight. I think a big thing about this year is you're not relying on unknowns. Dredrick Wills last year was an unknown. That was a big unknown. We've had a lot of unknowns, like is Denzel Ward good? Is Baker Mayfield good? Put in said player, are they good? This is the first year. That's why I'm very cocky. There's not a lot of unknowns. Yeah. There's, there's really not. And that's why I have a hard time, people, in Kansas City, or maybe else we're saying, well, I think you're being too high. Well, where are the unknowns? Well, like, what are you really – because Baker won big games. This team did big things. They went through hell and back with injuries and COVID, so they went up against adversity. They won big games on the road. They did well against the division last year. I mean, what the fuck? Why can't they skate high? 14-3 – it feels right, actually, more I say it. It's probably what they are. Fucking get over it. Browns are really good. Going to the Super Bowl. Sorry. Not sorry. Andy, what's crazy is if any of you out there sit down and you watch Building the Browns, which I don't do that often, actually. And I, it's a really good show. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I love this fucking show. Easy to watch. But a part of what makes it so easy to watch, including the draft episode. Mm-hmm. is that these guys in this front office from D Podesta to Andrew Barry to to Woods to to Stefanski to even Haslam looks as calm as he's ever looked doesn't he look like his blood pressure has just dropped a lot yeah look how calm that man looks now mm-hmm. <laughs> there is something very comforting about watching how they fucking operate. Mm-hmm. They 
know what they're doing. They are competent. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to deal with the chaos. We don't have head coaches jumping on desks. We don't have, you know, the Deshaun Kaiser is special. Get me that guy. We don't have again unknowns. We don't have all those unknowns. We don't have Wickersham articles coming out. Thank you, Seth. That was good, by the way. None of this stuff that we have dealt with in the past. This is the calmest it has been. The most controversy that we have to deal with is are they going to trade it's it's contrived shit everything all the controversy think about this all the controversy that we've had to deal with as browns fans over the past couple of months is contrived are they going to trade odell beckham jr are they going to bring rogers in over over baker mayfield contrived made up bullshit because they have to make up stories <laughs> because there aren't any stories because the team is just sailing along because they have a plan. They're on a path. They're on a mission. I, I, I just, man, I just watch it and I just, I can't believe it, man. I can't, it's taken so fucking long to get here, Andy. <laughs> it's taken so fucking long to get here. And I cannot watch it. It's like you just, I cannot wait to watch this movie unfold in front of me in a hundred plus days. It's going to be great. Cannot wait. Can't be great. Javius, Javius, you hang on. In about 15 minutes, we're going to get to the Cavs. I'll whisper through a couple more Browns topics. And don't you worry. <laughs> Javius, you son of a bitch, even going don't, there. <laughs> don't, don't you worry. One of us is going to be a little angry. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got words. Uh, so are we done with the Baker Mayfield rumor? I think so, right? The latest rumor is another OBJ trade. I wouldn't even take that seriously. Um, wouldn't even take it seriously. I think something that kind of got pushed aside that I want to bring up, Chase Mag- uh, McLaughlin, I wonder if you say his name is. Yeah, the, the kicker. I would keep your eye on that. Um, that is that is only one wonky thing on this team is kicker. Uh, well, I think my, it's wonky. Well, here's my question. Yeah, and I will say this. Uh, why, um, and I don't know if you know better than I do, this kid's bounced around. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised he's I mean, he, he, he's bounced around, and it's and he's only been in the league for three years. Yeah. Right. So then I don't know what they're doing. No, no, they're trying so they need to put pressure on Parky. I like it. Parky's not. I'm just I'm I mean, just, is that the guy to put pressure on? I, I uh, well, they have to make a big signing. I mean, what are you gonna do? I don't know. I mean <coughs> who drafted a kicker in like the fifth round? Who was that? I don't remember. The Someone Browns drafted have done a kicker that. early. Why do I think it was the Bengals? I don't know. Didn't the, the Bengals Browns draft are, a kicker early? Like yeah, early as hell? I just think people should watch kicker all year round. Uh, Landry was schooling Anthony Schwartz, who I love. Uh, Grant Delpa, Jarvis Landry, more of a leadership role. I'm not a surprise. I keep your eye on that this year. People need to remember how big of a role he plays. I think these articles about him mentoring players, about him getting uh, working, working this all through Jarvis Landry's system does not surprise me. I think sometimes he gets forgotten on his team. Even I sometimes don't give him proper praise. He is a big – we all know he's very good and he's got a big role. He has a huge leadership role on this team. Sometimes gets forgotten with all the talent. He's very, very big on this team. Who, Jarvis? Yes. Jarvis is is the core of this team right now, that yeah. offense. Jarvis um, is the reason on the player side of things 
that uh, the culture began to change. It's all on Jarvis. Yeah, he was one of the bigger I mean, guys. You, I mean, Browns fans owe him everything. And I don't think that's hyperbolic whatsoever. No. Not surprising they're all going through his system and his camp. Anyways, wanted to mention that real quick. All right, should we pick the schedule again? Or are we good with the Browns? Um, boy, I think we covered it, man. Browns are good. There's many camps coming with rookies. We'll do as much as we can on that. I'm not going to go overboard on that. The Browns definitely go to the back pages for a little bit until June. Um, I, I think. I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we say dude. that. <laughs> I'm ready to pronounce it. Then watch the lightning strikes, but. I think for the next two or three weeks, they're going to go back pages. I think people I want us to talk about the Browns, too. So, I mean, yeah. that's tough to stomp too. But, yeah. All right. Um, all right. The Tribe. Cleveland Indians. Ahmed Rosario with a big game yesterday. They beat the Cubbies, sweep them. Uh, Indians have been on fire, really, for the last week and a half. They've been very hot ever since the Yankee series. Really playing well. And the big story for people who haven't been watching is bullpen. You talk to people inside the Indians. You talk to people outside the Indians. The stats are there. It is the back. It is the backbone of this team. Is right. Um, they are, and that's said by Terry Pluto. So I don't want to steal his thunder. But they, they are really, really have one of those elite bullpens, Jared. And it's deep, and it's not just. And Karinchak and Classe come to mind. They should. They're, they're going to be all stars. Way this is going. And then you still got Wickren. You still got Brian Shaw, who are still pitching big innings. I think Kyle Quantrill, which they mentioned in the article today by Pluto, I think he's really moved up. I think he's becoming one of those good guys in a big spot. And Sandlin. Sandlin's a rookie, and I guess he's been hyped by the Indians brass. I can see why. Kid comes in tough spots, makes outs. This bullpen statistically feel everything, Jared. It is now that bullpen. If you give them a lead or the game is tied, like yesterday against the Cubs, 1-1, you just don't feel like they're going to give up runs. They might give up some bats. and might give up some hits, but they don't give up runs. And in big spots, they get outs. Well, nasty. We already know how good the Indians' starting rotation has been over the years. We know that they're known for great starting pitching. We know going back, you know, years that the Indians have have got a way of just having talent in that starting rotation, mm-hmm. where they haven't had it has been in their bullpen. It's been a struggle at times. You've wanted pitchers to go longer because you've worried about certain guys hitting the mound and coming in in relief and holding on to a lead. You've worried about that down the stretch in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning because it just hasn't been there. And this season, it has not been the issue. Correct. Whatsoever. It's been amazing. Yep. Um, This bullpen has given this dead on arrival offense (laughs) every (laughs) single chance needed which they've taken advantage of in certain situations over the past few weeks scoring in the sixth seventh and eighth inning or ninth or tenth Mm -hmm. when they haven't done jack shit you know when their starting pitching has been out there yeah so that in itself is what has kept this team in contention has kept them, you know, at the top or near the top of the AL central. I love every bit of it, but Andy, I still will go back to this. How sustainable is it when you just aren't putting up any runs, you have to get some run support. You have, I mean, they're, they're winning these games and you look at it, they're winning these games. They're giving up, you know, nine, 10 hits on the other side. They're only getting five hits. They were, I mean, last I looked in the American league, they were eighth in home runs, 
but they don't, they're not a real, they're not built for home runs. These guys aren't real home. I mean, we don't have a lot of home run hitters. I mean, outside of what Jose Ramirez and Fran Mel Reyes. Jose, by the way, has got what 10? He's at the top of the list. He's, he's in the MVP running again. So, which doesn't surprise me. But yeah, we're Fran Mel's having a breakout year. Fran so, Mel's really well. I mean, Andy, I don't know. And, and, and then the other, I mean, the other frustrating thing is, and I'm I'm gonna be that guy to go there because um to me, I can't get over how embarrassing it was to see that this team was no hit twice in a span of a month or so. Like that is in itself historic. It that doesn't happen all that often. Yeah. Um Right. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it, I, I don't know how you call this. It's a, uh, it's the, the juxtaposition of the two where this team is somehow still 20 and 14 and they've been no hit twice is mind boggling to me. Well, that's the Indians. Um, I think that's, the, I mean, <laughs> no, right? I mean, I mean, they're, they're going to get no hit probably again. I, I the no hit thing. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm that actually, would not surprise me. You're right. I'm actually letting go of the no hit thing. Um, the Indians have great timely hitting. They have some of the best. They score more. I don't know where the stat is, but last week when they, and by the way, Royals have lost 10 straight now. Oh, uh, they have fallen off the cliff. That's brutal. Um, the Indians have great timely hitting. And I don't think that's something. Now look, it's May. So hopefully it continues. The home run thing. I buy into what you're saying. Hernandez has not gone off. He's starting to get hot. Eddie Rosario has not gone off. He's starting to get hot. Fran Mill, I think, is taking that next step. I think Fran Mill's a much different player this year. J-Ram's J-Ram. What I've learned, J-Ram's a very, very good player. It wasn't Lindor. It was J-Ram and Lindor. J-Ram's very, very, very good. Um, and he's having – and I like Harold Ramirez. He has settled down the outfield. Yep, yep, I think yep, that's a key yep, yep. part here. He has settled down the outfield. Now, someone says, well, what's your fucking concern? I got a concern or two. My two concerns are similar and parallel to Jared, but more differently because of it's twofold. I'm worried about two things, short and first, because of two things, hitting, yes, but defense. I see defensive issues, and there's other issues around the defense. Outfield, Naylor, I like Naylor's bat. Naylor's got to get better with his glove. I'm going to say that probably throughout the year. I like Naylor a lot. Outfield, first base, he's got to get better with his glove. I like Naylor a lot, though, but he's got to tighten up that glove. Reminds me of Santana in his early days with the Indians. Santana had a terrible glove. He worked hard on it, and now he's actually he actually won a gold glove. I think Naylor's going to do the same thing. This offseason, he's going to have to work hard on this glove because it's an issue. Now, all that to be said, short and first base is my big concerns. And I'll throw one more, which is lighter, but because they're so good defensively, Hedges, it's okay. It's catcher. There's no Perez now for about two or three months. So I think that's something else to keep your eye on. But short and first <coughs> are dual. They really don't have hitters, obviously, and they really can't field. I mean, Jared, that's that's where I get concerned. The try, oh, I'm going to choke to death. So I'm going to quick. The defense still, still confirms. It's not COVID, folks. It's not COVID. It's not COVID. <laughs> I'm nervous about the Indians game tonight. <laughs> and he's having an allergic reaction right now. Uh, take a sip of water. Yeah, defensively, the tribe does make me nervous, and I should have brought that up. I, you know what? I tend to forget their that. defense is. But you know what I've noticed too is the tribe has reminded me about their defense because the past <sighs> couple of games they have played good defense 
up until the eighth or ninth inning, and but then that's, but, somewhere but, but, up the middle something happens, and you're like, whoa. You, but Jared Desmond all year. Are you fucking kidding me? <coughs> you're going to do this shit now? Jimenez did that. In the, in the White Sox game, they got away from it. <clears throat> Indians late in spots. They hit, but they don't play defense either. And that is going to be a tricky thing down the road. They have yeah. to clean up that defense. Yeah. No, you ain't kidding. They absolutely have to do something to clean up that defense. But I also believe that that's something that they can clean up. I mean, because if you look at... I hope so, Jerry. Uh, I see well, a lot. You, I, I think the defense is more... Here's where I... But here's my thing. I'm just saying if Tito... It's it's on Tito, and I think that Tito will do... I mean, it's early still, Andy. We're talking 34 games into the season. It's very early. Yeah. They can clean that up. I'm and actually, again, at least they're doing this now, and they're still 20 and 14. Oh, no, no. It's funny. We reverse roles. I know. We just I, did. I, 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 you know. I think the hitting will will find its spots, but it's going to be like this all year. But I've kind of accepted that. And I think something at first base will improve. I don't know about short and catcher, but I really think first base, they'll get a bat in there somehow. They'll improve. This Bowers, this Bowers and Chang can't catch either. It's bizarre first base. So I think that will change. But well, this defense has had some issues, overthrows, outfield bizarre plays. Eddie Rosario made a bizarre play in Chicago a couple series ago. So they have some hiccups they have to clean up on defense. I know that I haven't seen a lot of realistic chatter, but I have seen people say, look, there's a real fit here for Pujols. If part-time, no. It can't be full-time. I don't think Pujols can play full-time anymore. And they're going to have to talk to him about that. If Pujols understands it's a part-time gig, I love it. Because I see, because they play the Tiger so much, I see in Miguel Cabrera, and I hate saying it, but they're the same player, same age right now. Play part-time, Albert. And I think that will help you. And I think that will actually help the Indians. I would love to see him here. I think six, seven days a week, though, it's going to be. It's going to be, be a great numbing. spot for him. It, it really would. Oh, It'd no, be a would great be. spot for him to land. It'd be a great spot for him to wrap up. A lot of guys, a lot of guys of his stature have come to Cleveland at the end of their careers and done well and made and, and made themselves, you know, endeared to the fans. You know, I think of like the Giambis of the world and, and such. Not necessarily the same, but you get where I'm going. No, yeah. I mean... Um, Pujols would fit well. At least he, he's got a great glove, and that at least alone will be helpful. I just think with his and he's, and he's been there. He's this is a oh. there's a lot of young kids on this team, and it wouldn't cost you anything. No, no, again, oh, he's free because he's been paid. So I like all that. I, I will remind you hear that, Paul. <laughs> yeah, he's like a Paul. He's lay away with a double time discount. I mean, I would really Really would advise though, because of his age, part time, three to four games a sure. week. Sure, I think that would be a big difference because I think then it, you can hide. Well, does that pull away from time for development of, <laughs> say, Naylor at first? If you are platooning, I'm ready for this. I hate saying this. I like the kid so much. Naylor needs to work on his glove this off season, and then try again at first base sadly he's going to cost this team again more runs like he did in cincinnati 
Is this team? And I love Naylor, but he's got to work on his glove. It's not the year to be doing a test out at first base. Team's too good. Can't is do this it. team going to bring guys up? I've heard real. I don't know what to say about that comment. I know. I don't. Know. I, don't I just I know because, you know, we, know. we talk about it all the time. Happy with shortstop and first base at this point. I don't get it. Why can't Jimenez go down and Owen Miller come up or that other kid, Freeman, come up? Why at first base can you not see Bobby Bradley? There's like, this is it. Like, we have to put up with this. And again, Jimenez has made errors. I actually like Ahmad Rosario. He's growing on me, but he is not the cleanest glove either. He's had some adventures out there. And again, Jake Bowers and Yu Chang, they're not good gloves and they certainly can't hit. What are Bobby Bradley's stats right now? I'm looking. I know he's like, I know they said he's been, he's been okay to struggling. Um, and I like Bobby a lot. I think Bobby should come up. I think Bobby coming up would help. I, my dream scenario, give Owen Miller a chance or Freeman a chance. Yeah, to yeah I, better than what these guys are. Yeah. Look, look I just, why I get very frustrated with at first and short again, if they had good gloves, you could shrug your shoulders and be like, okay. 567 slugging percentage. Yeah, I mean, I I just think. Oh because, no, I'm looking at the wrong year. Go ahead. Because because of how poor the gloves have been, I and Yu Chang, nice he's man. He's been 148. I apologize, Andy. Yu Chang, nice man. That's why small he's not print. up. Small print. That's, that's small right. print. So there we go. That's right. Yeah. So you know what? Yeah. Yeah, that's why he's not up. Jason Lloyd, you were correct. Bobby Bradley is not the answer. <laughs> I didn't look. I didn't look. It, well. <laughs> I wonder. The, yeah, the Indians are going to have to work really hard on what to do at first because, again, it's a dual thing. It's defense. I, I'm repeating myself. The defense worries me a lot. If you have a first baseman who can't hit, it's one thing, and that's bad. Is that's a big position where you want bats and you want hits. But if they can't glove either, Bauer's glove. He's getting better. Bu Chang's glove's terrible. He's ugh, not good. I love Yu Chang, but. Nice man. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice yeah. man. Yeah. They're going to have to do – I'm repeating myself. They have to do something. And the Naylor experiment at first, which I'm just telling you, I, I know what I know. That's going to cost you another run in a game. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you put Naylor first in late in the games, they're like they keep doing it. It's going to burn you again. I hope I'm wrong. I love Naylor. I love Naylor. hope I'm wrong. Makes me really nervous. And uh, and again, going to the other position, Jimenez and Rosario. And Rosario's growing on me. I like Ahmed Rosario. Yeah, I so do I. Speed. I like his speed. But Jimenez and Rosario at short and late innings have booted the ball. And Ahmed Rosario the other day just totally misplayed the class A play at second base, and he wasn't there to catch the ball. That's you not good either. You want to stay up and watch this game at 10 o'clock, by the way. I'll be up. I'll be up. I love this fucking game, and I love that fucking team. I really do. By the way, good good start tonight for people who just love the game of baseball because there's this young rookie, two of them for the Mariners. One's, let me get the names here as so I put them in the rundown. The guy's name is – there's two of them. Jared <laughs> Jared Kalenic and Logan Gilbert. Uh, Kalenic is the outfield prospect who's beginning rave reviews, and Logan Gilbert is the starting pitcher. He's starting tonight against Plesak. Um, cool. So, uh, 
never mind. I don't want to stay up because probably have to wait until the eighth inning to see a hit. <laughs> oh, here's my one thing about the tribe. This this bullpen is this is not hype. This is real. Yeah, it the is. bullpen's elite. And with the Cy Young Award winner, which we tend to forget, <clears throat> Plesak Savali is having just an amazing start. McKenzie's getting better. They, folks, this pitching's gonna. You can already see it. I th- I thought the bullpen was good. I misjudged it. It's great. No, I did, I honestly God did not bullpen. expect this bullpen to be as good as it is as it was uh, or as it is. I didn't I didn't understand like Karen Shack. Oh, between Karen Shack and Classe. Who's been the biggest lover of that guy? I love him. I love Karen Shack. There was a great play yesterday where, where where he where is a pop fly and he ran from the pitcher's mound and went over the catcher's head into the seats. He ran to try to catch the fly ball behind him. Like, Tom Hamilton goes, Karen Shack running to go get the foul ball that's in the stands. It's just amazing. Lunatic. Lunatic. Um, and Sandlin, you're gonna hear this name. Sandlin is very good. And Anthony Ghost hasn't even come up yet. And I think he's gonna be a star <laughs> yeah. too. Telling yeah. you, the cat not about that. The Indians have a lot of studs. We've reviewed the offense. Harold Ramirez has helped settle the outfield. If they could only develop the bats the same way they develop the arms. Good God. One more big positive. That kid Rivera. Gave one of the best bunts I've seen in years from the Indians in a big spot against the Cubs. Hell of a bunt in the tenth inning that helped it up winning. Right, game. moved yeah, moved second and third, Ver- and then and then we uh, then put a guy on first, and then an out, and then the hit. Yeah, and by the way, for people who doubt it, and I know he can't hit, then we'll get to the Cavs. I promise you, Javius, that kid Hedges is just as good behind the plays Perez. My God, oh, behind the plate, yeah, 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 fantastic. Yeah. Very no, defensively, very, you're there. Very good defensively you are there with them absolutely god is he good guns guys down the same way they're one and four and picking off picking off one and four and perez is one by far it's like it's like a small that's because the guy i mean perez throws guys out like one every two times like it's insane nasty (laughs) and and um and hedges is like one out of three out of ten so thirty percent and and bebo is like a 40 and forty percent. guys are close. But by but by by that's that's really high. Yeah. Hedges is at thirty. The average for people it's about 20, 15 to twenty. The Indians have two guys way above that. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. That's well, where the and Indians that's are. huge. That is huge because you think about how again when you got a team that doesn't hit, <laughs> think about how many runs that prevents. <laughs> well, that's my closing note. Yeah, no. That's my closing note. The this team has has actually a lot of ways to improve, and that's what gives me hope. And then there's the bang bang, and this is the bigger one. I really do think the White Sox are the best team in the division. I hate saying that, but it's true. But the injuries to the White Sox have opened the doors to an opportunity to get in this race, and they're in it. The White Sox injuries have allowed this to happen. Great news too is this division stinks outside of Chicago. Stinks. Twins are terrible. Tigers are worse, and the Royals have lost 10 in a row. Um, well, we already know that the Indians' history of, you know, wild card uh, play and all that stuff. So, um, different show. Sure, they it would be, sure, it would be fun, but yeah, I know getting Let's, there. I'm looking way yeah, down the road, way down the road. But, but that division being terrible helps 
tremendously. It would be nice to win it. And I'll, I'll give you one last comparison. The mm-hmm. NL Central is far better than the AL Central. The, the, the NL, like, I've been impressed with the Reds. They're good. Like the Cubs, they beat them twice. Cubs are good. They are far better than the Tigers, Twins, and Royals. Sorry. Well, very, very good. I division. mean, and again, that goes back to telling you, that, you know, it's just like the what the Braves did to the Indians in the mid '90s, and it shows you what good pitching can do against good hitting. It really can, and and I and it is what I love about the bullpen. It's not one or two guys. I'm telling you, Wickren, I would trust Wickren in a big spot. Mm. Brian Shaw's found it again. God bless mm-hmm. him. Welcome back. And Sandlin's nasty. And Kyle Quantrill, he's had multiple big inning, big spots on the road. Yeah. On the road. Well, this, that, this team's been better on the road than it has been at home. That's Has another it? good sign, too. Anyways, there's a lot of good positives. The neg- I'll say this. This is the most captain obvious team. Can't hit. Defense stinks. Everything else is there. Yep. Everything no else hitters. Is there. No hitters. But still it's in play. Of- I've given it I, – I, it's funny. I've given that. It's like, you know what? That's in play. Every, it could happen in a game. Boy, I wonder, you know, is that a Vegas prop bet or whatever? Is that a, you know, how many more no hitters will be thrown against the Indians this season? <laughs> Tim, I'm telling you, uh, that's. How about this? I would, I would parlay this. The Indians have one more no hitter thrown against them and the Indians finish first in the AL Central. There's, I, it's in play. You, you, you. you can win a lot of money. On it, that it, it is in play. You can win a lot of money on that. The Indians um, have a lot of games. I've watched them all, where it's where it's three five zero and three eleven zero, and it's like wow. The other team had eleven hits; they only scored one run. The Indians. It's happened multiple, multiple, multiple times this year. Cleveland Cavaliers. All right. Well, um, time for me to get pissed off. Oh, I'll let you take the lead on this. What's going on with the Cavs? So Kevin Love had one hell of a night. Um, he was basically led the team to a win, their first win in God knows how long. And what did that do for the Cavs? Well, that kind of fucked them regarding uh, their position with the lottery and their draft pick next season. So that's the short of it. That's the simple of it. And why does that make me angry? Well, kind of because Kevin Love is happy about it because he wanted to go out there and kick some ass and win and do this for the city of Cleveland. And blah, blah. Listen, Uh-oh. Kevin, listen, Kevin. I'm going to mute my mic. Listen, Kevin, listen, Kevin, oh, this is so hard to do. I don't dislike Kevin love. It's really hard for me to do everything that I'm doing right now. I don't dislike Kevin love. You might not believe me, but I'm going to say it one more time. I do not dislike Kevin love. But don't give me this disingenuous bullshit. There is no reason. He wanted no to win reason. For, he wanted to win one for the fans. Fuck that. Fuck that. It he is obnoxious. Javius wants to know on Facebook why was he even playing? Because he wanted to be out there. But I don't fucking know, Javius. We closed the season series hard against the Celtics. This is complete bullshit. If you wanted to win so fucking bad for the fans, then where the fuck were you the whole fucking season? Period. Period. I don't want to hear it. Don't give me this shit about being proud to be out there and excited and blah, blah, blah. Look, the fans in that fucking, in, 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 out there in the fucking queue, the fucking rocket, 
getting pissed off. I'm calling it the wrong fucking name. Almost called it the Gund. They might be standing and giving you ovations, and they be, might be excited about Anderson Verjao being out there, but I think it's all a crock of fucking shit. All of it. The team is fucking horse shit. Anderson Verjao is nothing but a fucking clown show. Has no business being back with the Cavs. He hasn't Doing played in fucking years. I don't give a shit if he's playing well. Doing icy and hot fucking Kevin Love <laughs> put the cherry on goddamn top by ruining shit and going Uh-oh. off Ooh. and winning a fucking game. Fuck that. Fuck. Stupid. Stupid. Oh, well, you can't be a real Cavs fan if you don't want him to win. Stop it. Stop it. I wanted him to win all the games prior to this one. But they didn't. But they didn't. Fuck. I'm done. He that he was he, he he really shot the ball well last night. I mean, I um Kevin Atkins, uh, the Cavs won't recover from having love for five or seven more years. Um I don't know about five to seven, but you know, Javius uh heard. They've been healthy scratching all season and all caps now they want to win. Well, uh, so, um, uh, hi, um, I will bring down the, I, I, I will do the Stuart Smalley portion of the show now. Remember Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live? I'll look at my phone just to bring my blood pressure down. No, that's okay. Here's the way I look at it. I think this is a good send-off. And I think they should start the buyout contracts right now. And, I, and I'm actually being serious. Like, great way to send it off. You won the game. You know what's a hey. good send-off? A pirate funeral. You put the body on a boat, you set it on fire, and you push it out to sea. How okay. about that? All right. All right. He's a champion in mental health. Go ahead. Okay. Let's so see. the fuck am I, Andy? That's a, I won't even get into that. So, so am I. So I think this is what's best for Kevin in the Cavs. That was a great – you had your great send-off. At least you beat the Celtics, because I can't stand the Celtics. So I'll take that. However, the lottery position has really worsened. Now, I have learned, I think this lottery thing is the biggest crapshoot of crapshoot. So I don't get as tied up about this as Jared does. And Jared knows this. I don't. It don't fucking matter. We've been ahead of the balls, behind the balls. It don't, it don't matter. It really doesn't. It's all numbers. It all matters. It is numbers. Okay. It matters. So, so look. I I am happy for Kevin Love that he got this in a way. Let's send him off. This is a perfect send-off gift. Thank you for 16. Thank you for the great defense in Game 7. Take care. See you in 2026 for the 10-year reunion. Love you. We'll ship you off. Take care. Let the buyout negotiations begin. Hope your ego got what it needed with that win. Thank you. Absolutely. He was on fire. Cool. Fire. Cool. Fire. I was stunned at Cavs won that game. Cavs don't even have a team. Imagine what the fuck it would have been if he gave a fuck the rest of the season. I mm. then don't give me don't I don't want to hear I really was. Don't. 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 Don't want to hear it. The biggest thing for the Cavs they need to do in this offseason, which is a serious note, so I'm not, I don't want to make live of them be serious, is what's going to happen with ownership going forward. What I mean by that is like, is it Dan Gilbert yeah. solo yeah. or is it Dan Gilbert and son? 
Yeah. And I think it's time to make that official. I think that will help the Cavs a lot because you can feel this being kind of wonky. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to answer part two. The Cavs really need to hire someone in the front office who has experience. Um, they need to spend some money. I'm going to throw out names out there, but these guys are not coming to Cleveland. The Jerry West, the Larry Birds of the day. They need someone in here who knows how to build a team who can really do it because they would go a long way. The Cavs need it now. And let's be, and, and let's throw this out here too. Um, I would. Uh, I know a lot of Cavs fans are going to go. Well, bring back Griff. I'm going to warn a lot of people. Um, there are things that I've that I'm privy to, and then I think that Andy's privy to that I wasn't privy to before. And I'm going to tell you right now: don't bring back Griff. And I would. I would have normally been a bring back Griff guy. Don't do it. Nope. Look do at the get, get to get something that's factual. Look at the Pelicans' record. There you go. He got blessed with all this genius. He got blessed with all that stuff, and that team is not making the play in tournament. And didn't Zion went out of there? Is he, aren't there issues with that? Yeah, exactly. And it's bigger. Yeah, there's. Trust me, um, we all got sucked into the Griff hype, including LeBron. And I'm telling you right now, I brought it up. Two, Griff back. I brought it up two years ago. I've we've <laughs> all done this. I am not draft picks guy. Oh, we got all these draft picks. Oh, we got all these draft picks. You gotta win games. You have got to win games. And I'm gonna bring up one more point to the Kobe Altman supporter crowd. I've been surprised. There've been some. Wait, really? Explain to me, Dylan Winmore. Nice. Where kid. is that crowd? Is that the is same that- crowd? Is that the same crowd excited about Anderson Varejao? It must be. Well, as Kevin Atkins mentions on Facebook, KPJ. Well, how's that going? What happened to Drummond? Yeah. By the way, since Drummond's been traded, there is no. I like Jared Allen a lot. Jared Allen does not have the same lane presence as Drummond. Not even close on defense. Not even close. I like Jared Allen. I do. They should have made. Could you imagine if Jared Allen and Drummond could have played together? We've talked about that. That Andy. actually would. Anyway, Andy, we were excited about that when Jared Allen got there. You could actually have something. Forget it. So we we fucked that up. And so here, I guess my point is, it's like the Colby's had a lot of questionable things go wonky. I'm not getting on. I, I like Garland. I like Sexton. Hardenstein has worked out, but this team needs stability and leadership. And if they need to establish that with, again, I think the family needs to huddle around saying, Who's going to be really is – is it Dan and Son or is it just Dan? They need to figure that out. And, by the way, that needs to be whatever is the best. I'm not saying that I have a favor. I don't – I want to do what's best for the family, what's best for the team. But then, secondly, they need to get someone in charge who has experience building teams. Yeah. Team, like some years, 40- or 50-year-old man or woman – Need someone with some years, not a kid who's 30. Years. I want to see some age. I'm leaving it there. That is what's key to the Caps. You want to break down all these players? They have good parts. They need a big star. Okay, we'll see what happens in the lottery. I mean, we can talk about that all day. It gets boring. Here's the reality. What are you going to do about the front office? What are you going to do about these other things? I think that is step one. This is a big off season for the Cavs. They have this beautiful jewel of arena. It's gorgeous. When you walk down downtown, Jerry and I look past it. It stands out. It reminds you of Jerry's world for basketball. It's 
gorgeous. I want to go in there. I want to get excited. That arena is going to rock and roll. Um. Anyways, that is what I see. That's what I think. They need to start there, and then you can get to these other things. Um, you know, to get to where you want to go, and we know this is as Cleveland sports fans. Period. You've got to you've got to purge the demons, and we're gonna get there with the Cavs. We're gonna get there. Um, Kobe Kobe Altman's gonna be gone. Uh, they're gonna figure it out. Yes, it might be a couple of years. It is already, anyways. They got it. Yeah, we're already there. I, it, it, <sighs> the structure in the front office is more important right now. How is this going to be led? And again, I'm not trying to put down younger energy. This Cavs team needs some experience. <laughs> on Facebook, Kobe thinks the team is an etch a sketch. He messes it up and just shakes it up and starts Great over point. again. <laughs> Yep. Not far off. Sad. And by the way, you're joking, but you're right. Yes. And, 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 and here's my, okay. One now. Here's my <clears throat> negative Nancy comment. I don't want to fucking see next year tryouts. Lamar Stevens tries out for two weeks. Then we sign him. Then we bury him on the bench. Dotson tries out for two weeks. Then we bury him. Sign him on the bench. Dean Wade has three or four weeks. Then you don't see him again for a month. The, it's like open tryouts for the Cavs. Thomas, come on down. We like you. Then we bury you on the bench. No more tryouts. I don't want tryouts. Hey, Andy, while we're doing this, congratulations, Lindsey Gottlieb, on your head coaching job for the USC Trojan women's basketball team. You uh, can't get the fuck out of here soon enough. Again, I don't want open tryouts. I don't want open tryouts. And I will go to Javis's point on Facebook. I don't want undersized players anymore. Um, one more, yeah, one more. he can't. He can't make this next pick. Javius is right. No. We've said this too. We don't. We want. I don't want him to make the next pick. He now, he's got to be gone before that. Now here's one. Cannot positive. make the next pick. Cannot make. not. From I've watched every Cavs game. Unbelievable. Here's the one. Has Jared almost chokes on his water to say that? Here's the one note though that is true. That's a good positive. Okuro is getting better a lot game to game in the last month and a half. I have seen good, steady improvement. Yeah. He is exciting. I like him. Again, though, he's not your true leader, but he is a good player. Like, that's the thing about the Cavs that I said the other night when we were all at dinner. And I'll say it again. I like the Cavs parts. It isn't like the cupboard is bare. I don't see that. I felt that way a lot in the early years of 2000s, where it's like, it's Ricky Davis and this team sucks. I see parts. I like Hartenstein. I like Garland. He's improved. I don't mind sex. I know some people, I don't give it down on sex. I think he is what he is. Oh, I yeah. like I like these certain parts. I like these parts. But what is the leadership? Leadership and, the, ident- and identity, yeah. Andy. Yes. Those those are the two those are the two things. Leadership and identity. Yes. Those are the hardest to come by. That's right. And that's why I'm going to scream. No more open tryouts next year. I don't want that. I don't want open tryouts. I will scream. If I see next year it's like bringing in um, someone in from the D League to play for two weeks. Okay, cool. We like him, give him a tryout, bury him on the bench. I I that will drive me insane. That is the bubble screen of the Cavs from getting Freddie Kitchens there. No, it's like playing darts, like closing your eyes and just throwing darts. Lamar Steven, I can go on and on. That drives me crazy. One other note. I like Bickerstaff. I want him to continue as coach, 
One big note, he has got to work on his rotations. His rotations are weird. And I'll give him a pass because this has been a weird year. Got to work on his rotations, though. Rotations were very strange throughout the year. Well, again, you can talk about it being weird, um, but who's available on any, any again, given night, too? Again. So Again. Again. I just said it's a pass. JVS, I see All your right. point. Now you're going to get me going on one more. <laughs> then we got it probably runs. I got to eat my leg if I don't eat soon. Yeah, I'm ready to go eat. I made, I made street tacos. I got a carnitas. I got to go and some pork Javius, they, they need a true two guard if they don't get that in the first pick they have to move heaven and earth to get green well okay so here's what i would say to you i know what you're saying here i actually will make one point and i, I don't disagree with Javius. I, I don't here's my one other point your point guard is darius garland not colin sexton which we've talked about that that's colin sexton bringing up the ball does i've seen it now watched every game he's not good at it allow darius garland to bring up the ball and they need and javius i don't disagree about two guard they need this delvadova i love delhi oh my gosh needs to go like they need to get a good backup point guard to help darius because darius is really the only point guard the team has yeah anyways yeah, too yeah, Mr. That's his point. Yeah. Um, shoot. Wow. What an exhausting show. The good, the bad, and the ugly, man. All Kevin right. Atkins. I'd love to see Kevin Harper. I'd like to see Ron Harper back. Miami Ohio follow Pride. Us, follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond on Twitter at C L E and Beyond. Shoot us an email, Andy and Jared at gmail.com. That's J-A-R-I-D, Andy and Jared at gmail.com. Uh, Andy will be there after the Indians game tonight. So probably at 10, 11, 12. Better 1, fucking believe it. One uh, thirty in the evening on Insta- Instagram. I don't even know who's going to be watching. I don't know, but he's going to be there at official Cleveland Sports. Oh, Javius, Kevin Atkins, that kid, Ben Sir, I'll be there. My old ass Dan- is Damian. Be Damian. T.Y. Edits is a new one. She'll be there. I'm going to be on it already. I want to watch it, but I'm going to sleep. Um, Yeah, so uh, at official Cleveland Sports, 150,000 Cleveland Sports fans just hanging out there on that Instagram page. Go ahead and uh, Chitter chatter. Uh, You can find us wherever podcasts are found, obviously, for any of you who are watching live and are not subscribed yet. Uh, we are uh, sponsored by waiting for next year. Check them out original Cleveland sports reporting at waiting for next year.com. I dude, I'm, I told you, I'm I'm teasing. I'm hit me all of a sudden, like a ton of bricks. And uh, also we are a part of evergreen podcast. Andy, final thoughts, Browns, man, Super Bowl or bust or Back. AFC championship or bust. more Indians to come. There's a couple things we're going to bring up for the next show that I've saved articles from. There's a great article in the athletic. We're going to talk about next show on the Indians. Very, very cool article, too, on the Browns and the draft on Cleveland.com. We'll talk about that in the next show. Yep. And I just want to mention, because I will be mentioning all year, not only the Browns going to Super Bowl, the Purdue Boilermakers in basketball are also going to the Final Four. Their schedule came out today, and I'm very excited about it. They're going to be playing in Connecticut against Nova Carolina. Cut the nets down very soon. The theater near you. Um, the other thing I want to say real quickly, too, transitioning back to local, because I'm not naive. Purdue's not local. You know, I love Purdue. I thought that was interesting, and I thought it was a good um, the mas- the masseuse story at Ohio State. Um, the masseuse got busted 
Um, and by the way, they did not fall for it. Um, there's a masseuse trying to get players, you know. Oh, I, I don't know how I didn't see that story. Came out today. Came out today. And um, what was it has, on? It was I on was ESPN. Watching, I watched Get Up this morning on ESPN when she was trying to get them up. <laughs> all they talked about was uh, was was Aaron Rodgers all fucking day. And uh, oh, and uh, and also Tim Tebow, which, by the way. Yeah. Enough of that, please. Oh my God! Enough right, of that. Uh, enough. Yeah, okay, you got me. Which, going, by the way, man. which, by the way, hey, Urban, uh, Urban, pump the fucking brakes, bro. All right, ready? I'm gonna do this. I okay. So read the Masseuse story. Ohio State players, good for them, good for the program. No one got implicated in it. No, 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 no one got implicated in it. They all stayed away from it, and she has been obviously stripped, and she's banned from the campus and everything else. So. Kudos stripped of, stripped of of not yeah not stripped like stripped yeah. professional professional masseusing whatever it just is just trying to give out handies goodness gracious sexual the favors. old fashioned come on now sexual favors goodness um, goodness Kevin Atkins don't you worry about the boilermakers you can't jinx them they're not good um so here's my point though about Tim Tebow keep the Sean away here's here I'm not Tim Tebow's a nice man good man good man. <laughs> I, I said this to Holly. I said this to Holly, and I'm going to say it here again, too. Glass well, not my fucking team. The Tim Tebow was going out for out routes. Listen, I, would, I heard. I would be a little concerned. Not my team. Hey, if you I want to share for that. I heard what's his face on. Hey, on, go for I, it. Listen, I heard on first take, I heard, well, it's a great distraction for, for the circus away from Trevor Lawrence. You know. Wait, you wait, oh, just fucking stop. Just fucking stop. Can you imagine, Trevor Lawrence? I'm finally going to get a chance to play, and my coach is in love with my 30-year-old plus tight end, who's never played tight end professionally. And if you don't think... He's going to lose that line. They're going to try to force that square back into that round hole. Oh. You do not know Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer. They're, They're are... going to force that shit as hard as they and can. And then there's other folks that are out there going, I applaud him for putting himself oh, out there. other? Do you know how many other prospects are putting themselves out there dying enjoy, for enjoy. a chance? Enjoy. Get the fuck out of here. Enjoy. That is nothing but ego and bullshit. Oh, it's so fucking gross enjoy Ugh. gross enjoy it's gross nah. kevin atkins was a good advice moment for kobe altman pour our forwards available if tim tebow gets cut very true tim <laughs> Wait, tebow, they cut tebow kobe will sign yeah. him as a power forward. he tried out for the mets going back to the nfl like, hey why not with this he's putting himself out there when i heard that shit today oh when if I heard I, that I, shit, he's putting, I applaud him for putting himself out there. Putting what does that even mean? Not what is this, team. The Bachelor on way, ABC? Can you, can you imagine if you're in a huddle and you're Trevor Lawrence, you're like, so um, why are we playing the faster guys at tight end? Okay, so can you just, just if, if I just roll you the ball, just go no, out of bounds? And Tebow's not going to last there because there's going to be a fucking mutiny. Oh, and then I, even I, and then no, look, even even Urban made comments and was like, "Well, we haven't made a decision on whether." Oh, Urban, look. Yeah, you know, I know, I, you I, know, I, and I know, you Tim, and I both Tim, know. Tim Tebow's getting a number at the victory man roster. <laughs> not so my team. Again, gross, man. not my team. Hey, Shit is incestual. Hey. Just 
Stop. Enjoy. Enjoy. Oh. Can't wait. Tim Tebow running oh. out routes. This is going to the bathroom. This is literally out route. I'm done. I'm done. Can That's you imagine? Can you imagine no. if you were cheering for the Jaguars? You're like, who's your starting tight end? Tim Tebow. Ugh. <laughs> it's in play. It's not in oh, play. Oh, it There's is no way. way it's play. not in play. There's no way. The, the whole team will walk off the field. It's not in play. No, they won't. Oh, yes, they will. I'll tell you. Okay, ready? Let's make they won't look at Urban and tell him to go fuck himself. I'll bet there you a beer. no way. I bet you a beer Tim Tebow makes the roster. I bet you a deal. Tim Tebow um, does not make the 52. Guaranteed. He does not. And we will see who gets to buy the beer. I heard those rumors. He looks. He looks like he's. He looks faster than he did. <laughs> he looks better than he's ever. All right, worked. we got it. You know that's what they're saying. You know the greatest. You heard that? that used to be us. Remember when we used to get people and they're like, they're <laughs> saying that. Remember when we got that dude Dwayne Bell? Dwayne Bell. Urban, said, Urban is saying this. My guys are telling me, oh, I, and Urban's going, oh. I didn't I didn't go see him, but my guys went and saw him, and he looks oh, better. Sure. Oh, sure. I oh, swear sure. to God, that's oh, sure. what's being said. I, I happen to be eating a hamburger at Steve Spurger's restaurant in Ocala, Florida, <laughs> and you know who's there? Tim Tebow. I said, hey, Tim, what are you up to? I'm going to try to do tight end. <laughs> I guarantee Tim Tebow will be on that roster. Mm. Not my team. Enjoy. Mm. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. I'm so <laughs> glad he's putting himself out there. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Go Browns! Super Bowl or bust, motherfuckers! Here, here's, my second, here's my second prediction. He'll be in that SEC Nation set by November. And make the roster. Both. Double dip. Gross. Go oh, he. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. <laughs> Go Browns. Don't. Go Browns. We're done. We're done. Go Browns. Tim, Tim Tebow. Take no, it in. Stop. Go Tim. Browns. Damien. See you tonight at 1 a.m. Oh, Damien. The you rock party. The, just go watch the replay after That's it finally loads or go listen to the podcast. I'll have it up tomorrow morning. Love you, Damien. Thanks for checking. Kevin out. Love, thanks for the years, man. Kevin Love, thanks for, yeah, one, yeah. Congrats, you good, good job. Check out. Now you can go back to having a calf strain. Bye. Take care. Love you, Karen Chack. Keep that energy up, brother. <sighs> okay. Go Browns. Go Browns. Purdue Final Four. Fifteen and three. Four, fourteen and three, and then 14, you're gonna add, then, then you're gonna add a. So 17, seven, 17 and 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 14 and 3. Yeah. They, they 15 and 2. 15 and 2. That's what we think, but we'll be realistic and take one. You know, they'll, they'll do something. Super Bowl. Go, Brown. Super Bowl. Oh, sipping champagne for the wind. <laughs> Talk fall. again soon. Take care. Bye. Last time. Cleveland and Beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond, on Twitter at CLE and Beyond, or shoot them an email at andyandjared at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website, clevelandandbeyond.net.
What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access. 